It's mainly sunny in minus six in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's nine o'clock. I'm Megan Cobb. One person is in hospital, one is in custody, and roads have been shut down after a serious crash in the city's northwest. The head-on collision happened at 2.30 this morning along 14th Street near Memorial Drive. Police say the passenger of one of the vehicles, a man in his 30s, was taken to hospital in serious, life-threatening condition. The driver has been taken into custody for allegedly driving under the influence and was also injured. Police say the driver of the car that was hit was able to walk away from the crash. An investigation is ongoing. An Edmonton school is mourning the death of one of its students, but first, 770 CHQR helicopter traffic. Good news. The earlier collision that was on 14th Street between Memorial Drive and Kensington Road has cleared, meaning that road should be opening back up for you shortly. Rubber meets road at Canadian Tire's Big Spring Tire Sale, now until April 28th. Save up to 25% on select trusted top brands. Details online. From the 770 CHQR traffic helicopter, I'm Vanessa Arate. McNally High School in Edmonton is now in mourning after learning a 16-year-old boy has died in hospital after last week's assault. Police were called last Friday afternoon to the school and found the boy with life-threatening injuries. He spent about a week in hospital before he died. Homicide detectives have taken over the investigation and police say multiple youth suspects have been identified. More information is expected in the next few days with an autopsy scheduled for Wednesday. The battered port city of Mariupol appears to be on the brink of falling to Russian forces after seven weeks under siege. Capturing the city would give Moscow a a crucial success in Ukraine following a botched attempt to storm the capital and the loss of the Russian Navy's Black Sea flagship. The Russian military estimated that about 2,500 Ukrainian fighters holding out at a hulking steel plant provided the last pocket of resistance in Mariupol. A Russian defense ministry official said those who refuse to surrender by a Sunday deadline, quote, will be destroyed. Meanwhile, Pope Francis has made an Easter plea for peace in Ukraine and other war-torn countries around the world. Julie Walker has more. After celebrating Easter Sunday Mass for tens of thousands of faithful in St. Peter's Square for the first time since the pandemic, Pope Francis delivered his traditional geopolitical speech in which he cited the risk of nuclear warfare. For the Pope, the war in Ukraine has weighed on his heart. Speaking from the central balcony of St. Peter's Square, Francis said, May there be peace for war-torn Ukraine, so sorely tried by the violence and destruction of this cruel and senseless war into which it was dragged. In London, the Archbishop of Canterbury exhorted Russia to withdraw from Ukraine. I'm Julie Walker. With holidays looking a bit more normal now, Canadian Blood Services says they see a drop in donors around long weekends. Despite the donor centre being open on holidays, the charity says appointments typically go unfilled. Erin De Leclerc with the nonprofit says, with summer approaching, those warmer months are also another hard time of year to keep the importance of blood donations top of mind. We are trying to raise the number of people that know about Canadian Blood Services and that want to donate blood. One in 81 people actually only donate, but one in two Canadians are eligible. So it goes to show that a lot of us are, are able to donate blood, but it just takes that kind of leap of faith and step to book your first appointment. An appointment is needed to donate, and you can book it online. Taking a look at sports, the Toronto Blue Jays conclude their weekend series with the Oakland Athletics later this morning. Alec Manoa gets the start for the Jays. 
Global News Sky Tracker weather. A mix of sun and cloud this morning. There is a chance of afternoon flurries today. We'll reach a high of 7 degrees. Cloudy and minus 8 overnight. Mainly sunny tomorrow with a high of 10. A mix of sun and cloud and 10 degrees for Tuesday. It's minus 6 at 9.04. Breaking news when it happens. Our next update at 9.30. I'm Megan Cobb. Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs and uh, happy Easter to everybody. And I actually have Jen Lemire on the line. She's down at Spruce It Up. Hey, Jen. Hey, hello. Sorry, I'm thinking about chocolate. <laughs> Hi, Earl. Hi, how oh, are you? Oh, I see. You're, you're trying to gobble. Uh, it's hard to talk with that milk chocolate, right? Because you're kind of... You're trying to get that soothing, trying to melt it in your mouth. And, yeah, there's chocolate around the store. I'm not going to lie. There's something weird going on. Yeah, I know. Last night, I, I get all these alerts from the alarm system, right? Uh-oh. Yep. At the store. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, what's going on down there? Like, there's all kinds of, like, every 10 seconds. Deet, 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 deet. Crazy. So I look on the camera, and there's yep. the Easter Bunny. He's all over oh, the place, yeah. dropping stuff all over the store. So that's nuts. So you guys had a look, I guess. So what's going on down there? What what's happened? going on? Yeah, I'm so excited. I think the whole team is so excited today. We have um, there's an Easter egg hunt today, and it's just for today only. So uh, yeah, the Easter Bunny has dropped a bunch of eggs around the store. If you find an egg, there's a special prize in there for you. It's a. I'll let you come on in and, and figure it out. It's for today only. Um, so the idea with your egg. When you do find one, bring it to the cashier first and open it there. And whatever's inside applies to today only. Um, yeah, it applies what your purchase. You get a. I think yeah. there's uh, various discount structures in each one. Yeah, it's so exciting. Awesome. Yeah, uh, and probably yeah, a little chocolate treat in there as well. I think there's a little treat as well. well. <laughs> I think we left some. Yes. There's, uh, oh my gosh, the chocolate, the chocolate, the chocolate. But yes, I mean, super exciting. Come on in store and check it out. It'll be going on all day today. And like I said, today only, and you're right, different discount structures and open it in front of the cashier. And uh, yeah, you're off to the races. Yeah, I know. That's pretty cool. So yeah, so so it's good to know everything was all right. After looking on there, I was a little worried at first. I was wondering why I was getting all these uh, little alarms and then it's just the bunnies. Just the bunnies. Just the bunnies, which is kind of cool. Right, I know. Yeah, um, yeah. no, this will be really fun, and so we're really looking forward to it today. So, and it's sunny out and beautiful out, so great day to get out. I know as much as we don't like this type of like the springs, kind of been a little bit meh, kind of wintry yeah. spring, <laughs> kind of meh. meh. Um, it is actually kind of good. We're kind of easing into it. It's not rushing because sometimes when it gets really, really warm too early, it pushes all the trees and stuff mm-hmm. a little bit too early. And then we get a little bit of a cold snap, and then it it hurts them. So this is kind of good. Everything's easing in nicely. Um, Again, going to be a nice warm day, and then this week it's going to gradually warm up. Yeah. Um, So it's, uh, like I said, later on this afternoon, great day to get out again if you didn't get to it. Give all your evergreens a good hose down. Um, Mm. Throw the soaker hose on some of your trees and shrubs and and start getting some water down into the roots because – this is when the next couple of weeks is when they're going to start just pushing. You can see the say, buds think, swelling. This is, it? this is it, Merle, you think? for the? I, I, mean, I who think knows? so. We're pretty close. It changes quite a bit. Like it just, you can just start seeing all the, 
the buds are swelling, you'll see the early ones. Mm -hmm. um, if you have a pear tree, some of those in your yard, you'll start seeing those swell. Um, the Schubert's, uh, Maydays, a lot of those, your Aspens. A lot of the softer wood trees, you'll see them bud out first. Mm -hmm. And then you'll see later on, like, the oak and, and your maples will start coming. And uh, But, yeah, no, Fun. it's definitely... It's definitely, you can see the green just pushing out on the, <clears throat> excuse me, on the Schubert's and and that. And then you'll start seeing like your Carl Foresters. I still haven't cut mine back. I, I usually wait. I said last week in April, I'll go through and we'll cut all the perennials down and, uh, and freshen up, cut and get rid of all the last year's foliage because they'll start pushing up from the bottom. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, we're... Uh, we're heading into spring, and we're going to start we filling go. the greenhouses up next week. We, we, have, we, have, we have pansies and some petunias and stuff in there right now, but we've been kind of holding off a little bit. Yeah, hey, for sure. Well, no petunias yet, though, Merle. We have um, we have snapdragons, though. We do have lots of, of green in there. We have snaps. Uh, we I have seen the... some petunias yesterday. I'm what? positive. Yeah. Just okay, I need Lisa the... or Jess to text me and let me know yeah. if that's what. Yeah, okay, Merle, it's on. <laughs> It's on. Yeah, um, yeah. there yeah. wasn't much. There was like one or two varieties, and that was it. Just on the on the bench, getting close to your potting station there. So, um, okay, on the same All rack right, as Merle. the pansies. I, so I, sort of, I got to trust you. You know your. Yeah, you know I your was plan. walking through there. I was saying, hey, nice, nice, nice to see some carnations. Yeah. Petunias. Okay. Um, good. Herbs. Yeah, and, lots of herbs. <laughs> yeah, lots of herbs. We have some four-inch dracaenas in right now too. They're actually really nice. Um, we have some begonias in. We have some Gerber daisies, uh, the snapdragons, um, and the banana plants. Those are in, in one-gallon pots because I yep. dropped my hands on a couple of those, too. They're really nice. People love those for for uh, centerpieces. I think you were showing me a picture of Chris's place last year, right? Didn't she have a banana yeah, plant Chris, in one of her Yeah, she pots? had a phenomenal one. Hers was about six feet tall in one Crazy. of her pots. And so I started when I... I grabbed, we had one left over last, at the end of last season. Mm -hmm. So I brought it home. I planted it into one of my big pots and I have it down in the, it, uh, we have a Waco basement. So there's lots of, still lots of light, but I have it growing in the house and it's about three feet high right now. So awesome. I, I'm looking for it. It's going to go outside with my lemon. And so I'm going to have lemon bananas. I'm just going to think I'm in the, in the jungle <laughs> out here. <laughs> in the tropics. And so when are you going to put it out? Uh, not till June. Is that any your of those, they just can't take any frost. Like first week mm -hmm. in June, I'll okay. put my uh, put the lemon out, bananas, canna lilies, all that kind of stuff. It, it's just too early, and they just take no frost. Like they just, they just yeah. like any any of that early frost, or even the wind. Like even on a day like yesterday, yeah. mm -hmm. they said it was plus ten, but the wind it still has that ice in it. It's sort of that spring ice we call it. Mm -hmm. And it it's just, yeah. Oh, it's, it's that, not good. Dehydrating. So, yeah. 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 Um, not good. But okay, yeah. so first week of June, that's your marker. Yeah, for that, mm -hmm. like it just, I, except like there's a there's definitely some annuals you can put out earlier and stuff that we already like we plant our pansies out already. Snapdragons can go out in the next couple of weeks. Petunias getting closer to the mid May. You can do petunias and things like that. It's just when you get to your softer, like begonias and patience, a lot yeah. of the foliage plants, like even your perennial hostas, they just can't take it. And then even in the tree lot, I know like Terry and I were doing the our first spring order, 
and I avoid some of the early evergreens, like this, even the blue spruce, like the, mm-hmm. um, just because the new growth, because in our nursery, they're grown in, in BC and they come and they're just a little bit soft and that our cool nights and they'll just, they just freeze that baby, that new, that new growth. So it just, yeah. they come in our second shipment. They'll come the following week. The so evergreens, okay. Yeah, yeah, we kind of watch what we like junipers and stuff. We can bring them in early, so we will be pretty fully stocked. We have our first tree and shrub trucks booked for that first week in May, um, the week of May second. Yeah, and perennials. Um, it's just again, unless the weather totally changes, we'll we'll flip that. But really, <laughs> it's that's kind of when we pull the trigger and uh, yeah. and start Oof. bringing the trucks in. It, it's scary, right? Because you got a whole truck and yet. For sure. Of, yeah, you can't just bring them back inside if it decides to get cold again. Yeah. Um, oh, so that's exciting. We're it is exciting. It's just, yeah. This time of year, like it's just everyone's just waiting to to go at it, and uh, but we still got we got lots of stuff in, um, lots of pots. Um, we have Soil, our couple right? containers. Yeah, yeah. coming in compost. Uh, yeah, tons and tons of pots, soils. All your amendments, um, if you want to get out and start working in the garden. so Which is yeah. a great tip, right? I mean, that's what I've been telling people to do, too, because they want to get going planting. Um, but are they ready, you know? That's the uh, – it's a good point, Jen, is really right now is when you want to amend your soil, get out there and just start turning it over a little bit, mixing in some of those sea soils, some of the compost, mm-hmm. um, some of the manures, if you like, Um even just mixing in regular potting soil into your – if you plant annuals in your flower beds, a lot of times it's nice just mixing in a bag of the potting soil, uh-huh. and it just softens it up and just mix that in with your existing soil, and it uh, it works pretty good. So, Oof, I'm excited about it. But we it. also have something good. else exciting in well, Calgary, obviously, during springtime, and it's a, it's a love-hate as a garden center person. Um, when the flames are in the playoffs, because oh. <laughs> it, it always makes those days slower at the at those hockey nights. Everyone's oh, at home no. watching hockey, not at the garden center. So it's kind of. I always remember that when I was we were at Sunnyside. Old Gordy Jensen, he would always he'd he'd cheer against the flames because it would hurt his business. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm not quite. I guess I, so. I'm still, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I never thought of that. The longer they go in, it sort of delays the gardening. But congrats to the Flames. They yeah. clinched their playoff spot. So that's exciting. And uh, just good news. all this good normal stuff getting back into into our lives. So it's awesome. So yeah, um, go Flames go. And uh, we'll have some fun with them hopefully this spring. And uh, good to see. Also, uh, anything else going on down there? What, your, your indoor stuff looks pretty good, Jen. You got lots oh. of... Lots yep. of nice flowering plants for Easter? Or? Lots of nice flowering plants. I know Jess ordered in some of the little um, container plants, little groupings, and some pretty pots and baskets. There's not a lot, um, but there's just enough. So people have been buying those as uh, host gifts or hostess gifts. And we have, we've slowed down a little bit on our trop ordering. I know a couple of people have noticed that only because we're trying to kind of get everything into one spot. Um, but we'll get back on track with that with the tropical plants, no problem. A lot of them are moving right out of the store all the same. The umbrella plants, that Adansonii or the Swiss cheese plant and that Thai constellation that we sold. There's yeah, so much we had, a, going. Yeah, had one yeah. last day. Yeah, and those girls were back the next day. <laughs> it, was, 
it was actually quite it was quite cute. So a lot of stuff nice. is still moving out. We have lots of herbs. We have tomatoes. We have peppers. Um, some chives. We still have the potatoes at the front of the store. Some shallots and some bulbs left too. Yeah, lots of lots of seeds and bulbs. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, thanks, Jen. Um, thanks, we're gonna get ready to take a break here, but uh, thanks for um, and uh, look forward to come down and say hi to Jen and everybody and. Uh, Look for one of those Easter eggs if you're looking to buy something. Get a little bit of a <laughs> discount bet. today. And sure. uh, happy Easter again. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Jen. Happy Easter. Bye, Merle. Bye bye. All right. I got one quick text that I'll read and then I'm going to take a break. Um, I got a text asking about can I prune back my oak tree? Um, you definitely can right now. Um, just remove all the deadwood. But again, I mentioned the oaks are going to be one of your last to leaf out. So, and they're really hard to tell what is dead and what is alive on the oak when you look at it. So, and the one that you, you have a picture, it's kind of uneven. So you might want to trim it up, just even it up a bit on some of those taller branches on the right-hand side. It looks like it's kind of growing um, sideways a bit. So yeah, so you could definitely trim them back and just even up that tree a bit. Um, you're actually getting some good growth on the top for an oak. So if you want to even just clip the top six inches off those two or three branches that are going up high just to even it up, but don't take too much because it's hard to get an oak going to beginning. So at the beginning, so they're just, they're just a slow growing. As you can see, you're getting two or three inches of growth each year. So um, nice to see the oak. If you want to see some really nice oak trees down and by the saddle dome, just along the, I guess it's uh, Olympic way. There's some great-looking uh, burr oaks along there, and just, they look, they're just gorgeous. And they just, they're great for those small yards because they're slow-growing. They're not going to overtake. So if you're looking for something like that, um, look at doing uh, a burr oak or one of the oaks. We also have the, the columnar oak. Um, we'll have those in. I think they're called Pinnacle, so which is pretty awesome. They're, they're pretty cool. Also... Um, I'm going to take a quick break, and uh, when we return, if you want to join me, <coughs> excuse me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. Um, be happy to take all your calls. If you're calling from out of town, 1-800-563-7770. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Calories Full Year-Round Full-Service Garden Center, Spruce It Up Garden Center, Spruce It Up, Green It Up, Prune It Up. We got you covered. And got a couple quick little texts as well. Happy Easter. Had to put this netting over my tulips um, because they're all gone last year um, overnight, probably by the deer, which is a good thing. When you are planting, if you're in certain areas, um, where you're going to have deer or rabbits. And if you are trying to grow bulbs like the petunias and dahlias and things like that, or, uh, sorry, daffodils. Daffodils are actually a little bit more deer deterrent or deer resistant. Um, rabbits, I'm not sure. I think they'll almost eat anything. But another thing you can use just before they start coming up is spray bobex on those areas. And it works really well. It's a herb-based animal deterrent, and it works really good. Also, and she was just asking if this is a real hot spot about a, a, a bed that's about 12 inches wide and it's 
um, and it looks like a super hot spot up against that. I was asking for other alternatives besides wave petunias. But I, what my answer was, well, really, the main, to, to be honest, the, the wave petunias just do so good in those areas that I would maybe just add a couple canna lilies up against it just to create that height, and that would create a, like a little planter for you, Wyona, and I think that would look really, really nice. So anyways, um, I'm going to go to the phone line. It's going to go to Greg. Good morning, Greg. Hello. Hi, Greg. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. Happy how can Easter. I help you? Thank you. Same to you. Yeah, I've got a patch there. We're going to turn into a flower and vegetable garden. There was a trailer park there for years and years. There's nothing yeah. going now. Not even a little bit of grass. So I was just going to rototill it. Should I yeah. am amend the soil also? Absolutely. Yeah. No, and okay. at this time, really what you want to do is just add some good compost. You could add some sea soil. <clears throat> There's all kinds of good amendments that you can do right okay. now. And uh, the main thing is turn it over yep. and uh, and do that, and that will work out really well for you. Okay, and, great. Uh, all righty. I got one quick one. Um, I've got, uh, you call them leaf hoppers. They're like little white flies. Yep. They're, on They're the all Virginia. over the, like, Virginia creepers and things yeah, like that. And the and the hops. Yep. So I can spray them with pure spray green. Do they do that once a week or once every two weeks? Once a week, sort of starting about mid or early July, like sort of July 1st. Oh, okay. When we start getting our hot summer days, that's okay. sort of when they seem to come out. Okay. And I just kind of spray them once a week at that point. And uh, and we'll and go from there. So if I <laughs> How big of an area do you got for that you're doing in that is that um, flower bed? It's about eight by fifteen. Okay, well, actually, and uh, probably going to help you out with that. We got our good friends, the big yellow bag at Eagle Lake Landscape Supply. They have given us a bag to give away today. So, Greg, I will get your name and number, awesome. and we'll. Give you a bag of of soil and good amendments, and if you're doing veggie, they have a mix that's for veggies and flowers. Okay, yeah, yeah. You can yeah. you can get that, and I'll put you on hold here, and Renee will get your name and number, and she'll get it all set up. Oh, we'll deliver well, that you. to thank you. you. Thank you. And very that's much. the yeah, and that's the the big yellow bag from our good friends at Eagle Lake Landscape Supply, and I do have them on next week. They're going to come in. They're going to explain everything that's in those big yellow bags to us. So look forward to that interview next week. But uh, congrats, Greg, and uh, happy Easter. All right. And I'm going to go to the phone lines. We're going to go to Sylvia. Good morning, Sylvia. Hi, Merle. Um, I have happy Easter. Um, I have a well. raised garden that's about three by six, and we've planted tomatoes in there last year. Could I take out half the soil, uh, put in new soil, and maybe some of that compost from the city mixed in, and then plant tomatoes absolutely. there again? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, tomatoes aren't one you really have to rotate. It's a lot more of the root crops, like the potatoes and, and things like that. But oh, okay. just watch, you not, just don't get too much just straight compost like no, still I'm gonna mix it in with soil yeah so if you mix it in with soil absolutely they, they love that um because and again with your tomatoes you want to have a nice soil that you can dig down enough to bury your plants so you can bury them about halfway at least yeah i do that yeah up to the, the i leave the top leaves and then bury the whole stem yeah. down 
Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, that's great. All right. Well, well good luck so with much. that, and uh, happy Easter to you. Yes, bye-bye. thank you. Bye-bye now. Thank you. All right. Bye, Sylvia. Bye-bye. All right. Again, here we are. Actually, I'm going to go to the text line, and then right after the break, I'll go to Roger. Um, got a couple texts here. Happy Easter. Thought you would have the day off today, but happy to hear your voice. Well, thank you so much. Um, yeah, it's like a day off. I don't. I I love doing the show, so I uh, I'd prefer. I don't know what else I would do. You know, Sunday mornings. Yeah, my kids. One's at work. One's sleeping in. Carolyn's always busy doing stuff. So, you know, we're just, uh, I, I love doing this on Sunday. So I'm very happy to be here. So again, happy Easter to everybody out there. And I got a, I have not got, I got another text. I think this is an elm. Can I prune off the lower branch or is it already too late? That's not an elm tree. So you're totally fine to, to prune it. It looks like it's a green ash. So you should be you should be fine to prune that right now. Um, any of the lower branches, you'll be fine on the text. And I don't think there's a name there, but yeah, no. So you you'll be fine to to prune that now. And I'm going to take a quick break um, for the news. And when I return, you can give us a shout four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on seven seventy CHQR. It's partly cloudy and minus three in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 930. I'm Megan Cobb. A man is in hospital in critical condition following an early morning head-on collision on 14th Street. Another person was also injured and has been taken into custody for allegedly driving under the influence. Pope Francis has made an Easter plea for peace in Ukraine and other war-torn countries in the world, citing the risk of nuclear warfare in his traditional geopolitical speech. And Russian forces have renewed missile strikes on Kyiv and intensified shelling of Kharkiv, Ukraine's second largest city. The attacks appear to be a strategy to hobble Ukraine's defenses in preparation for what is expected to be a full-scale Russian assault in the east. A mix of sun and cloud with a chance of afternoon flurries and a high of 7 today. Cloudy and minus 8 overnight, mainly sunny and 10 degrees tomorrow. It's minus 3. Breaking news when it happens. Our next update at 10. I'm Megan Cobb. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm going to go to the phone lines, and I'm going to go to Roger. Good morning, Roger. Hello, Roger. How can I help you? Um, so um, I have a a small front yard with uh, a large spruce tree, basically, in the neighbor's yard. Yeah. Um, and... We can't get we can't get grass to grow. Like I I uh, rototilled the whole thing, added compost uh, two years ago, resodded. Yeah, uh, underneath the tree. No, like the the whole front yard. Like the the I guess there there are roots in the in the front yard, but there's no spruce trees above. There's no needles or whatever that's okay. along. On the, so, on our on that part. Okay, so typically what I would do is like around where the spruce tree is, like as far out as the drip line, so the end of the branches. Yeah. I yeah. typically remove this. I don't try to grow grass underneath there. I just put bark mulch 
or whatever. Yeah, so what I cut out a bed. Yeah. yeah, cut out a bed. And then anything in the grass. So what I do is give it a really good power rake. Um, again, I, I would use our Green It Up Lawn Fertilizer. And okay. it's going to take – probably just have uh, – the spruce trees are – quite uh they're the pig they take all the water they absorb yeah. a lot more <clears throat> so what you want to do is what i would do is give it a really good power raking outside give it a uh our fertilizer and then just when you start seeing things start greening up a bit um give it a little bit of a top dress put about an inch of soil over top of the whole thing and and then you'll see it'll start growing up through there quite quickly and on something like that, if you have you been fertilizing your lawn pretty regularly, or uh, no, not so much because I couldn't figure out. Yeah, because we composted. Yeah, so... we put compost in there uh, the year before, so figured that you, there was. Do you enough. have an irrigation system, or do you? you... No, no okay. irrigation system, but we've watered regularly. Like last okay. year, it was last year it was feeling dry most of the time. Yeah. But there was still moss. Okay, typically, how much grass. do you water? Yeah, how much do you water? Like, or when do you oh, water? An inch a week, like okay. a frisbee. Yeah, no, you know? that's pretty good. That and with and if you, I don't know if you're wet fertilizer, but you haven't been fertilizing. So get our greened up lawn fertilizer. You'll see a big difference. So what it'll do is okay. get those roots down into the ground, and when you water, I typically water once a week, twice. So the same day right. I'll water at eight o'clock yes. for like twenty minutes or a half hour or whatever. Yeah, or again, right after, like about about an hour later, just let it oh, soak okay. in, and then water again, and then yeah. that way it just kind of goes deeper, and right. then you'll see a big difference with when you're using our lawn fertilizer. You'll see those roots take in, and you're, you just resodded last year, uh, the year before last, yeah, and, and it was so, fine yeah. for the first year, and then last year it was. I again. I pretty much almost guarantee you'll see a big difference like this. Give it a okay. good power rake. And if you just resaw it last year, I don't even think you need to um, top dress it if you did all that. Just get right. our fertilizer in there, get it working, get the roots going, and uh, give it that good water once a week, and you'll be you'll be off to the races. So Awesome. And uh, when when should we see start seeing sod coming in? Um, we, they're already cutting it. We're probably going to have some in this week coming in, awesome. but just remember when you are buying sod early in the season, it's going to be brown, just yeah. a little bit green, like yeah, the regular, like the, yeah, like the sod it's locally yeah, growing. It's so it's bad. not, yeah, I get a lot of people asking, how come it's brown? And it's well, cause every, all the grass is still brown. So it's, just, yeah, it hasn't greened um, up yet. Yeah. So just, just so you know, but yeah, we'll Perfect. be doing that in the next, uh, Hopefully this week we'll have some sod in stock. So, Awesome. Alrighty. Thank you very much. Thanks, Roger. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah, and with the and it's very important when you're doing that, like with uh, with uh, with your fertilizers. This it really does make a big difference. Getting those roots established, especially when the last couple summers have been a little hotter than normal, and it's just very it's hard on your grass. There's just nothing to sustain the foliage up top. And that's the problem when you're using a lot of the fertilizers that are out there. The green it up lawn fertilizer that we have at Spruce is the high middle number 16326. The middle number is for the roots and it's great. And uh, we've actually just partnered up with the Okotoks dogs. We're the official turf fertilizer for 
Seaman Stadium out in Okotoks. So we're excited about that, joining those guys. And uh, But that's the type of fertilizer you want to use on on fields, if you have backyard with lots of little kids, it's just because it can it can re- recover quite quickly because it has a good root system, and uh, so it'll make all the difference. So look forward to uh, to seeing their green grass out at the stadium out in Okotoks as well, and uh, and hopefully in all your guys' yards. I know we've had lots of people come by picking up um, lots of the greened up lawn fertilizer, getting ready to to get it going in their yards. So. It should be good. Again, here I got a couple of texts I'm going to read. I grew a sunflower last year. It was so tall, almost reached the second story of the house. Wow. I wanted to grow the same plant last this year, so I let the flower heads dry, save the seeds. I expect the seeds to look like the ones we've heard the birds, but instead they're tiny, like marigold seeds. Yeah, some of them are small, but I just hope it didn't get too dehydrated. Um, so they should be a little bit bigger, but if they're just... They might have just dried out, so hopefully they didn't dry out too much on you. And uh, so what what I would do, Lynn, is just try a couple and, and and just in a pot. They'll germinate really quite quickly, and then putting them put them in there and see what happens there. And they should germinate in a couple of days, like three or four days they'll germinate, and then you'll see. So if, if not, give them a week. But it, you should see – how viable your seeds. So just start with three or four and uh, without trying to, to do a whole bunch to test it out first. And hopefully that works for you. <clears throat> but right now I'm going to take a quick break. If you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open. Uh, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Roe Coombs. Going to go right to the phone line. I'm going to go to Brian. Good morning, Brian. Hi, Brian. Yeah, I was kind of wondering. i got an area beside my house on the west side. Okay. It's about 80 square feet, about 5 by 16. Okay. And it only gets two hours of sunlight a day. Okay. Is there anything I can grow in there besides rhubarb plants? Are you looking for, like, fruit or for flowers? No, I only plant stuff I can eat. <laughs> um, you could try some of the lettuces. They can grow in a little bit cooler spot, a little bit of shade like that. Mm-hmm. You can try some of those. Um, I'm trying to think what else would grow. Two hours is, is not a lot. Right. Um, yeah, so... i got rhubarb plants in there, but they're 45 years old, and they're not doing very good anymore. Yeah. It's it's it, it is a tougher because it um, is it quite a warm spot or is it just? Well, it's facing the west and up against the house and the fence, and it's a two-story house on both sides. So yeah, so again, you could try some of the foliage things, like even some of like the bok choys, pak choys. Some of those can go um, very little shade or very little sun. You could try those um, arugula. Um, this this one site I'm just kind of looking says you could try some potatoes, but I find in Calgary they it's just a little bit chilly. But you could try a small thing of that, but it's not that wide either. So right. I would just stick with the like spinach, lettuce, arugulas, things like that. Okay, and yeah. try try a bit of that. Try a bunch this year. Try a few different things, 
and then kind of see what works best. And if there's some sort of a, a one of the ones that does a little bit better, then you can try to grow things that are similar to it, right? If you if you okay. find that the lettuce grows good, you stick with the the leafy stuff. Okay. All right. All righty. All right. Thank you. Awesome. Okay. Good All luck right. with that. Let me know how it goes. I will do. All right. Thank you. Bye. All right. I'm going to go to Sylvia. Good morning, Sylvia. Well, good morning, Will. Um, do you have any tips for growing uh, broad beans in a pot? Um, sorry? I didn't, broad you kinda, beans? Yeah, you can grow them in a pot. The only thing is they need a fairly large pot. So. Right. Um, and they wouldn't have to stake them, would I? They could grow fairly <clears throat> Depends if you're growing the bush beans. If you right. get some of the taller ones. Well, this um, is a Windsor. Okay. So those should be okay. Um, but depends. Sometimes they'll grow a little bit taller once you, if you have them in pots because the roots are and that are going to warm up more than they would if they're in the ground. Right. Okay. So, so what would I use for fertilizer? Just put some compost I would just, on there? those, yeah, add a little bit of compost, the sea soil. Um, or even just start with a good, just start a potting mix, or like the spruce it up potting okay. mix is great. Fertilizer, okay. I would just go like a straight 20-20-20 would be perfect. Or mm. if you want to mix in that organic um, groundskeeper's pride, just okay. mix that right into the soil. All right. And uh, that'll be great for you. Okay. Okay, then. Thank you. Thank you, Thanks. Thanks, Sylvia. Take Bye. care. Bye-bye. All right. I'm going to go to Carrie. Good morning, Carrie. Hi, Carrie. Hello, Carrie. Are you there? Maybe not. All right. Maybe we'll just put Carrie back and hold. We'll go to Sharon. Good morning, Sharon. Hello. Hi, Sharon. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good, good. How can I help you? Great. Um, I'm just actually um, looking at leveling out my backyard. So I was just looking for some tips in order to get it level over such a broad expanse are, are there any tips or tricks you'd advise um, and what are you gonna what do you are you gonna have lawn or are you going to it's gonna be mostly lawn I've got some garden around like uh, the borders like fence line along the house that kind of thing um, mm-hmm. but I want to get it like graded a bit better yeah so what up. you want to do is and you want to slope away from the house and typically yeah. what um, the, a, a good rule of thumb is a a two percent slope <laughs> which okay. is it's not visible you won't even see it but that's enough to make sure water sheds away and you want yeah. to do that underneath first like before you put your loam on yeah so sort of with your subgrade like with the clay you yeah. want to make sure that your subgrade is going away from the house yeah and and then when you put your loam on top um again just smaller level like put on three or four inch at a time level okay. it out and it's if you have a large one um Hiring a good bobcat guy is 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 worth okay. its weight in gold. <laughs> okay, it's hard right. if you dump a little bit too much if you're trying to work. And a guy with yeah. a bobcat, an area like that, can do that in probably th- two or three, four hours at the most. Yeah, because it's not and, a big yard, but it's um, but it's an established yard, and I think there's some gravel at the back from like a long time ago. So yeah, I'm just trying to bring it, you know, to a yeah. A so something, like, yeah, excavate that out. Um, and then some of the other areas, if you're leveling it out, he can add, he or she can add into some of those. Level it all first with your subgrade. And yeah. then just bring a good screened loam and try to get okay. four to six inches as lots to grow great sod. And then okay. go deeper where you want to do your flower beds and things like that. Okay, great, And great. then you should be 
you should be great. Okay, that's awesome information. And for the leveling of it, do you just recommend like using like just string and stakes and just you know just get a level to check it? You know. Um, yeah. Um, that works great. Um, we, we have a laser that we have, like a lot of Bobcat guys okay. are, if you're hired, yeah. they have it because it's a pretty, it's an easy tool for us to use now. So we, we just okay. sort of set our grade and then we okay. just laser it out. Um, string okay. works great. And it, it is, it, it's very important, like I said, to get the subgrade first and, and get okay. that away from the house. So you don't end up with any water like issues. Like that's where the and, water is going to shed off of if there's heavy rains, is that right? Or? That's right, and it'll go through the loam and then it hits the clay and then, then it sheds out. Okay. So many so many times I see, we'll dig down and especially in newer houses where yeah. they did the excavation for the foundations, and they didn't compact it, so it ends up okay. sinking all around the house, and then uh, they just fill that with loam, <laughs> and that yeah. ends up being a pool, and then the water just, when it does get in there, it's constantly going in by the basement and things like that. So the subgrade okay. is really important to make sure you have that going the right direction. Okay. Okay. Great. Thank you. All right. Good luck with that. Okay. And yep. uh, and uh, you should be off to the races. All right. Okay. Take care. Great. Thanks, Gary. Thanks. Yep. Or Sharon. Yep. Bye-bye. Yep. All right. Where am I at for time? Actually, time to take a quick break. If you want to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403 Nine seven four eight two five five. Going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on seven seventy CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. If you'd like to join me, we do have a couple spots open. Four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. And I'm going to go to Carrie. She was actually on there, and we were on the wrong line, so it wasn't Carrie at all. It was us. Good morning, Carrie. Good morning. Hi. Happy how can Easter. I help you? Happy uh, Easter to you as well. Yeah. I bought some Pierce Green from you people, and I have a birch tree. Yeah. And I want to know when and how do I use it for the leaf miners? Okay, it's it's one that it, it'll it'll help a bit with the leaf miner. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just it's very important trying to get it at the right time, and and that's always the million dollar question right. is because um, they hatch at different times depending on the season. Um, mm. So so because they start out as a fly and then right. they get up. Um, so um, what you want to do is sort of typically the first week. And when you just start seeing the buds swelling up, right. I like to spray around the around the trunk, around the in the ground there, just around it, and then mm-hmm. just spray the trunk and the and then the lower the lower uh, branches, etc. Because um, okay. it's gonna it, it what it does is it it sort of it starts out the ground, then it starts it flies its way up, oh, and uh, okay. and then gets in there, and then it burrows into the into the leaves, and then causes all kinds of. Uh, grief on you with our so pruning should. up we do do the injection we do do the triazon treatment okay. um where we drill a hole into this into the birch and we inject it with a, a systemic and that goes in there and it looks after it for a year or two. Oh, really if you have a larger spruce or a larger birch tree it's definitely worth it um yeah, it just it, it's hard because they took away like they used to have a product called Saigon or Latox, yeah. and yeah. Uh, it's no longer available. So unfortunately, that uh, 
that is part of the the issue. Um, also, one thing, if you have a birch tree, what I'd recommend is even in the next week or so, um, get your hose out, give it a really good soaking, get a soaker hose around the drip line, right, and start watering it. And also Rage Plus, it, it helps combat the. I have I have that also, so that's okay. Birch trees love it. Um, and it just helps if you get a nice, healthy birch tree. It can help fight off the the birch leaf miner as well. So do you just spray spray it around the drip line then? No, you the water it in. Plus? So you you know you mix it into a pail of yeah. water, and then I just pour the pail around the drip line, sort of like if you'd be fertilizing. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it it just it it will make all the difference and. And sort of if you do that every couple of weeks for three weeks or something like that. Um, with the Rage depend- Plus? Yeah, with the Rage Plus. It's, okay. It'll help push if you have any dead tops or anything on your birch. It'll help push life back up into there. And it just helps it combat um, the birch leaf miner as well. Perfect. So I just follow the instructions on the Rage Plus yep. and how to mix it? Yep, just mix it with water. And then just, uh, but make sure you water really well first, and then that way yes. the, you get the get it bringing up the water because the birch tree is going to be one of the earlier ones. It starts pulling up water fairly early, so it's I've important that we start watering. I've already watered it actually. <laughs> okay, perfect. Yeah, because they yeah. start sucking up water here pretty quick. So yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. Perfect. All right. Thanks, Carrie. Great. Take care. Thank you. Have Bye-bye. a good weekend. Bye bye. You too. Bye bye. All right. Right now, I'm going to go to Maurice. Good morning, Maurice. Yes, uh, I got, uh, we live west of Olds, and I got some lilac trees here that have grown out of control. They're like almost 15 feet high, and yeah. we're, not, we're not getting many flowers anymore, so what's the best thing to do with them? <clears throat> the best thing to do is, is I would just rejuvenate those. Um, so what I do is get the chainsaw out and <laughs> take them right down to the ground. Right to the ground. Four, yeah, four to six inches. <clears throat> is there lots of deadwood in it? Yeah, there is. As well? Yeah, so it's just what it's doing. It's using all its energy trying to rejuvenate that old wood and and just trying to get through all that, right? Yeah, we um, got lots of branches, but nothing on them. Yeah, so it just needs rejuvenation. So again, right down to the ground, four to six inches, and I would do it right now, like yeah. within the next, because that way it's not going to waste any of that energy push it up into it right now. Yeah, and if you do it early, it'll just send out all kinds of new growth. So okay. right after you do that, if you can throw the soaker hose, soak it in really good, and if you yep. can give it a shot of fertilizer, like even just a twenty 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 something with some good growth to it, like that, a okay. little bit, and then you'll you'll be amazed. I bet you get four feet the first year, and then okay. you'll start getting blooms next year. Thank you very much. All right, good luck. Let me know how that goes. Have a good Love day. Love those ones. All right, take care. Bye. Bye bye. All right, and I got to take a quick break. If you want to join me after the break, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. It's partly cloudy and minus three in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Megan Cobb. One person is in hospital, one is in custody, and roads were shut down this morning after a serious crash in the city's northwest. The head-on collision happened at 2.30 this morning along 14th Street near Memorial Drive. Police say the passenger of one of the vehicles, a man in his 30s, was taken to hospital in serious, life-threatening condition. The driver has been taken into custody for allegedly driving under the influence and was also injured. 
Police say the driver of the car that was hit was able to walk away from the crash. An investigation is ongoing. An Edmonton High School student assaulted outside of his school has died of his injuries. Edmonton police say the 16-year-old died in hospital on Friday, and as Chris Chacon reports, the homicide unit has now taken over the case. It was outside of McNally High School where last Friday afternoon a 16-year-old boy was assaulted and left in critical condition. Now, a week later, police say the teen died of his injuries while in hospital. Edmonton police say its homicide section has taken over the investigation. Edmonton Public Schools Superintendent Daryl Robertson held the media availability Saturday. He was emotional while sharing his sympathies to the family. Our sincere condolences to the family. Our hearts are, are certainly with them with our McNally School community, with our students, our staff, and everyone impacted by what is really the unimaginable. Now needs to be the time for us to come together as a community and begin healing. He says the division has been in contact with the family and have offered any support needed. Police say a number of youth suspects have been identified and more information will be coming in the weeks ahead. Christian Khan, Global News. Education Minister Adriana LaGrange also released a statement following the news of the student's death. LaGrange says she is offering her condolences, reading in part, I join school authorities across Alberta as we grieve with the student's family, friends, and the school community. Solar-powered all-terrain vehicles could soon be coming to Indigenous and remote communities in Canada's north. Engineering students at the University of Calgary say they've figured out how to convert the popular ATV from gas-powered to an electric motor. In tests so far, the solar batteries have been able to run the vehicles for at least 90 minutes, and recharging simply involves plugging it into a regular power outlet. The battered port city of Mariupol appears to be on the brink of falling to Russian forces after seven weeks under siege. Reporter Marcus Moore has the details. Russia insisting it is on the brink of controlling the port city of Mariupol, calling on remaining Ukrainian forces there to surrender. The besieged port city now a focal point in Russia's invasion after its retreat from Kyiv. Remaining Ukrainians in Mariupol now blocked by Russian troops at the Azovstal steel plant. Overnight, Ukrainian President Zelensky describing the situation as inhumane, saying Russia is, quote, trying to destroy everyone who is there. A Russian defense ministry official said those who refuse to surrender by a Sunday deadline, quote, will be destroyed. Meanwhile, the owner of 17th Ave Thrift in Calgary has teamed up with a local animal welfare organization to raise funds for pets left behind in Ukraine. Sue Gaberi says her store is matching donations with money raised by parachutes for pets to bring food and supplies to animal shelters in Ukraine. The help is more than needed, as one Canadian vet who just returned from volunteering in the war-torn country says animals there are desperately in need of food and medicine. Dr. Cliff Redford returned home to Canada on April 3rd after spending two weeks in Poland and Ukraine delivering pet supplies and treating animals. The Markham, Ontario vet was at a shelter in Lviv that was caring for 300 dogs that normally it would have had 100. Redford said the donated medical supplies from Canada are in short supply. Taking a look at sports, the Calgary Flames crushed the visiting Arizona Coyotes 9-1 last night. The Flames clinched a playoff spot earlier in the day thanks to a 4-0 win for the Oilers over the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Global News Sky Tracker weather, a mix of sun and cloud with a chance of afternoon flurries today will reach a high of 7 degrees. 
Cloudy and minus 8 overnight, mainly sunny tomorrow, climbing to a high of 10. A mix of sun and cloud and 10 degrees for Tuesday. It's minus 3 at 10.05. Breaking news when it happens, our next update at 10.30. I'm Megan Cobb. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. And I was just texting with uh, one of the listeners about seeds. Um, a lot of the veggie seeds and different things do mention like April 1st. Um, it, that is a little bit early in the Calgary area, as we know. A lot of times they would just sit out there or we can't dig out there April 1st. So May 1st is a good rule of thumb. Unless you want to start some of the things in the house, like your tomatoes and things like that, you can start them earlier as well so kind of that may 1st gives you still lots of time to um to grow get through the season and have a good harvest got another text here from jane good morning merle my christmas cactus bloomed at christmas and now for easter i was wondering if it's not getting enough sun no those ones tend to like the true kiss christmas cactus actually doesn't have the pointed edges on the leaf it's more round um, I have the same type, and mine's just starting to bloom again here for Easter as well. So um, it'll bloom probably sometimes three to four times a year. It almost seems like each season it'll do winter, spring, summer, and fall. So just enjoy it. You got it in the right spot, and uh, let it do its thing. It's it's awesome. So you're, I would just say you're good to go on that. And I'm going to go to the phone line. I'm going to go to Marcia. Good morning, Marcia. Good morning. How are you today? Happy Easter, Mel. Merle. Happy Easter to you as well. And uh, how can I help you? Um, a couple questions. One, my orange plant. Um, I've spoke with you before on this, and uh, I have my green aphids back on it again. I have yeah. sprayed it numerous times with neem oil. Um, there's one branch that does come off of it that uh, just doesn't seem to be doing well. It keeps dying back. Um, there's like like the actual wood starts to die. The other part of it like is full. I have probably over 20 oranges on it. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And now all the new little leaves that have fallen off over the winter are all starting to come back, but I'm starting to see the green aphids. And I'm just wondering if I spray neem oil on it again, does it kill the small leaves that are just starting to come No, out? it should be fine. Um, again, even with the neem oil, you kind of need to spray that every five days. Oh, um, okay. Because they're born pregnant, and they kind of, if you get the first ones, and then they're, you got to get the next batch. Because every so, day I'm getting on there and, and yeah, killing the little okay. Squeezing yeah, them so to get rid of any cobwebs, but I need the neem oh, oil so, too. Uh, you have spider mites then. If you have cobwebs, I, I said the same thing. I used a different product. I, we have one that's called, it's Kills. It's in a spray can. Okay. And I <clears throat> my lemon, the sun just hit it the right way last about last week, I think it was. And I could just see all the webbing on the new growth uh-huh. because it just loves that. So yeah. it's, And it, they're really hard to see. Because all you see is that webbing. But if you look on the leaves, you'll see these tiny, tiny little spider mites. So yeah. on a warm day, I just I, – it was warm enough last week. There was one afternoon. It was like plus five. I took it out and I just ho- sprayed it really good with this aerosol um, okay. to get the spider mites. I just find um, – sometimes the aerosol, if you got a fair bit of that webbing, it just yeah. gets on there a little bit easier without 
I was I didn't want to soak everything. It was still a little bit cold. Okay. So I used that and it worked really, really well. Okay. Do you need to spray the soil at all? Like is that where they're coming out of or like they um, just appear, it doesn't right? hurt. It it doesn't hurt to give this soil a little spray. There might be some down there. Okay. Um, but <laughs> I would just yeah, just make sure you really and nice thing with those aerosol cans, you can spray upside down. Oh, yeah, versus the, the other leaf. ones. Because, yeah, you're trying to lift the branches and get underneath, too. Because you can see where all the little skeletons are, the like the dead, yep. whatever they are. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, so that's what I would recommend. Like, it's supposed okay. to warm up plus 7 today even. On one warm day, if you can move it outside, just put it on a pot or something a little bit higher. Spray it really good. Just sort of kind of drip it off. And then let it just dry enough and then bring it back inside. Okay. And uh, yeah, you got spider mite, not aphids. So, oh, is that what they are? They're green. Yeah. Still yeah. Tight. Well, the green, maybe a both then, <laughs> but the netting, the webbing is definitely the spider mite, and it's really hard to see. And they love citrus. They okay. love hibiscus. Well, and I probably do have both because I've seen both the webbing and then the the green little. Yeah. Then you got I... both. Lucky you. So <laughs> <laughs> the okay. nice thing well, is I'm with that aerosol, like... it'll it'll kill both of them. Okay. So, and the it, one it side works. is super healthy, and the other side that's struggling. The leaves are still starting to come back, but that's where I'm finding them wanting to eat on. The, I guess the new growth. Yeah, and if you see any of that, if there is any dead wood, you're just best to prune it right off. Mm-hmm. I and uh, and then just try to even it up from there, and you'll be good. Okay. Um, do I have time for another question? Yeah. Okay. For sure. I have um, two barberries, and they're kind of. Um, I guess for the most part up against the house and they point south. Um, there's a deck that they might not get the sun first thing in the morning, but they get it pretty much all day. And they just don't seem to be taking off. They're probably about five years now. And they're still only maybe a foot high. They seem to keep the leaves over the, the winter and I have to pull the leaves, the dead leaves all off. You, but they just don't seem okay, to there, be Are you sure it's anywhere. the variety that gets taller? Because there is one variety of the barberry that just stays like a little ball, stays okay. quite short. Um, you might have that variety. Other than that, um, a lot of times in those hot areas, if they don't get enough water, so I'd recommend putting like bark mulch underneath on the roots as well, like in the soil. Okay. And then ensure that it's getting enough of that slow, deep watering. Like just if you have a, a soaker hose or your irrigation, just ensure okay. that the water gets soaked in there. Because a lot of times in those hot spots, um, we water just a little bit on top. And then mm-hmm. the whole root ball never gets water down to the bottom. So okay. really it's trying to live off that top three inches of the root ball. And okay. it can only foliate so much. So when you do that slow, deep watering, you'll see your trees and shrubs grow so much better. If I can give anybody a hint on gardening, that's probably one of the most important things, is especially in calories, just that slow deep watering just those those leaky hoses are the best like that just they look like they're sweating you just lay those on that on that bed and let it go for a few hours that way you're not wasting water the water goes in there nice and slow and deep and uh it makes all the difference and not just once or twice it's sort of it needs to be sort of every couple weeks sort of throughout our summer and, okay, uh, and I could be very it. guilty of that. Of you know, like I, I do do the watering and the fertilizing of them, but yeah. it's more by a uh, watering can. Oh. And I yeah, we're, and we're all guilty yeah. of it. You get out there, we hose out a little bit. It feels good. You spray our toes. <laughs> you spray the plants a little bit, and 
Yeah. And, you think you're doing wonderful things to all of them and it's just not yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just that I'll slow, know. deep watering makes all the difference. So um, that's if anybody did anything to their trees and shrubs, um, that's that's what I would recommend is a is the number one tip um, to try to get things to grow more thoroughly. Irrigation systems are great for that. They're a little mm-hmm. bit upfront investment, but I I sell it like an insurance policy. Like your trees and shrubs will just do that much better. Okay, because I have a nine bark that's not far off from it, and. Uh, as well like it's it's on the corner and it just doesn't seem to want to take off same thing same thing it just doesn't have the it's only using a third of its root ball like or or probably not even probably 15 20 percent of the root ball so when you dug down you dug that two feet down for the root ball the bottom half died off and it just never got to be used because you never got the water down there so so will it That's, come back? Like will it eventually? Absolutely. Like with yeah, the watering them this you know, summer? Can we? They, they want to live, right? They want to live. So they, if you start giving them the water, that root system will grow again and and take off like crazy. So it's just getting the moisture down into the ground, and uh, and if we give them that, you're not going to waste any water, and it, it'll be down there, and your and their shrubs will respond right away. Okay, and then maybe a fertilizer with a higher middle number, then. Yeah. Absolutely. Even just a twenty 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 for those foliage ones is a good all purpose. Okay. Um, that's a. I love that one because it has lots of nitrogen, has the phosphate, and then it also has the polish at the end, sort of all around. Twenty 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 is a great fertilizer. So. Okay. Well, sounds good. I had picked up some of um, your uh, fertilizer there at the store. Got into into Calgary your organic Rage Plus. So I'm looking forward to using it this year. Yeah, and you'll yeah, that's a great product. So, good luck with that. Yeah, and get out and give those things some water. Even on days like this, if it's in the sun, give it a start. Give it a little bit of a soak. Get one of those soaker hoses that uh, sweat out those fabric ones, and they're yep. they're awesome. Okay, perfect. Alrighty. Thank you Take so care. kindly. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Bye bye. Thanks. Bye bye. All right. And uh, again, if I uh, that is uh, it's such an important thing for our trees and shrubs and. And uh, and again, I usually go on my city of Calgary rant as well. I, I wish the city would really try to get on a good tree program where we could get some of the watering better. Because, um, like I said, we plant trees everywhere. And unfortunately, when you look around of our interchanges and overpasses, I bet you 50, 60% of the trees die, if not more. And it's it's just sad. It's just and. Uh, it's a waste of money, and plus, it's it doesn't look good for the city when you come in. So, I think there's some definitely some practices that uh, we could see some improvement on, and uh, and looking after those trees and shrubs would be a good one to start with. But right now, I'm going to take a quick break, and if you want to give me a shout, the phone lines are wide open four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on seven seventy CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And for the spray that I was talking about earlier, it's actually called Knockdown, Potted Planting Garden, Botanical Houseplant and Garden Insect Killer. Kills spider mites, white flies, aphids, Thrips, lace bugs, caterpillars, climbing cutworms, Japanese beetles, flea beetles, cucumber beetles, 
cabbage loopers, army worms, and it's pyrethrin, so it's made from a flower. So it's a it's a great spray um, and kind of one of those all-purpose ones that uh, it's always good to have in your arsenal. And I got a quick text from from Murray. Um, he's asking a couple of questions, and I think he checked. He, I must have missed this last week. He sent one in. He's looking to reclaim his uh, walkway with a. He has a creeping juniper over top, and Murray, absolutely, you can just prune that back. And right now is a great time to do that. It's just when you prune back, just try not to go in too far where you start seeing lots of brown. But with this one, I think that's like a Prince of Wales or one of those uh, ones that just stays really low. So absolutely, right now is a great time to prune it. Um, and then once you get it to that point when it's easy, is just even use, uh, just keep it trimmed all the time, sort of make it a, a summer ritual or every couple months in the summer, June, July, August, get out and just trim it back to keep it off of the walkway. I have to do the exact same thing on mine. I have it crawling onto my walkway coming up to the front door. But uh, you can definitely do that. And uh, so, and thanks for listening. He's uh, he's listens every week. So again, thank you so much to Murray for that. And I'm going to go to the phone line. I'm going to go to Laura. Good morning, Laura. Hi, Merle. How are you? I'm doing great. How can I help you? Well, I, every year I plant uh, sweet peas. And the last couple of years, I couldn't because the uh, blue spruce tree that we have in front of the where I plant the sweet peas is now shading the area. So what I'm wondering, I'd, I'd like to keep them there because the, the um, netting and everything's up. However, um, can I plant sweet peas in a pot, you know, like a garden pot? Um, yeah, you can start them inside and, okay. and, and definitely do that. Cause I know when we had, um, Diana on last week, she, she mentioned that you can't yeah. grow. The only thing in a pot, they don't like to get really warm roots. So they don't do great in pots unless you can kind of keep the pot cool a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, because typically when you, if you put a pot out in a sunny spot, the roots are going to get really warm, warm and, yeah. Yeah, so it, it de they definitely do a lot better in the ground, or... Well, can um, I... I'm afraid to cut the um, blue spruce back, like, is there uh Because I've grown them in that particular spot for years. Yeah. See, unfortunately, it becomes uh, one or the other, right? Like, it's sort of... So exactly. what I'd probably recommend is just try and find a different spot for your for your sweet peas along a different fence or something. Okay. Because, um, again, Old you're trying sun. to battle with a spruce tree, which will typically win most battles because they, yeah. uh, they, like they, they take a lot of the moisture. They block the sun. So just try and find another spot for your, for your sweet peas. I know okay. it's going to be a bit of work, but I think it'll be worth it. Do you think if I planted them um, and they were facing east, I'd have luck with that. Yeah, yeah, that should be fine. Get that good morning sun should be great. Okay, and plant them deeper because my um, stems always seem to be very um, spindly. Okay. 
Like they're not okay. good and strong like they used to be. Well, you know be. what? Actually, they, I, Diane is on the other line. Actually, we'll bring her up on the line here. She, 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 sorry, she comes in and calls week. in and helps me with these sweet pea questions. So, she does, hi, Diana. Yeah. Hi, hi Diane. Merle. Sorry. Thanks for letting me butt in here. Oh, hi, Diana. No, I, I like when you, you butt are. in. Uh, yeah. You know what, Merle, you sell the most beautiful pots for sweet peas because they're huge, great big pots, and sweet peas actually quite love them. Okay. How big? But you need to be in a bigger pot, though. In, it's got to be a big pot. Yeah. Like. Because if you do it like a regular, like a, even like an eight or ten, she's not quite big enough. They just get too warm. So no, you got no, to do we're talking. Good, Big yeah. pot, like, you know, like two feet across or something. Or, yes, um, I've got those. I've got two of those. Oh, okay, well, there, there you go. Mm-hmm. Really big. And, and because sweet peas want to put their roots down, down, down. And they can do it in those big pots that are, you know, at least minimum two feet tall. Okay. You know, really yes. big pots. Uh-huh. And, and keep them and- very well watered. And how far down should I put the seed, Diana? Like how far? How far down the seeds? Yes, like how far should I plant them? Oh, not more than an inch. An inch is lots. Okay. And I should start them in the house? I do because I like my sweet peas blooming in June. I do I don't want to wait till, you know, the end of the summer and hope they come. Right. Well, and, and if you wait too long, the days are too warm, and the sweet peas don't do as well. Like they, they, they like the heat, but they yeah. like the cool nights too. That really helps. Like when they cool off throughout the night, that okay. helps the sweet peas. That's um, it. And the sweet peas are not going to germinate if they go over like ten degrees. They probably won't germinate. Oh, okay. They need the cold. They do. Like yeah. Not, not so, Ten below, but no, um, I know the coolness. So, yeah. Laura, mm-hmm. what you could actually even probably do is, even if you get your pots outside now, fill mm-hmm. them with soil. Mm-hmm. You're probably almost able to plant the seeds directly outside, even now. Like, oh, okay. yeah, you probably could. Yes, keep them protected just in case, but okay. they'll yeah. probably be just fine. Yes, yeah. I used to have beautiful sweet peas, and then all of a sudden, and they're one of my favorite flowers. Yeah, and um, I just can't grow them anymore, and I, I am sort of blaming it on the spruce tree, you know, well, taking up more and more sun. The spruce tree is also greedy, so it takes all the moisture. Okay, it's taking everything out of the soil that the okay. sweet peas would love. So, put some okay. really good soil at the bottom of your pot because by the end of the summer, the roots will reach it. Good. Okay. Mix right. in a really rich, you know, nice soil. Yeah. And, you know, some well, very, very well rotted, rotted, sorry, very well rotted compost. Okay. In the bottom. And then build it up into, you know, you just sort of, you know, make sure you've got lots of soil in there. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And uh, they will start in a soilless mix at the top, but they want to be able to reach down to something, something good, right? Okay. All right. And then um, just use maybe sticks to keep them up. Oh, they'll need something to climb up. Yes. yes they, yeah. they, they, Even they, you can get a, they they, they get those trellises that you can stick right in pots. Yeah. Yes. Um, just get something like that. We have those. They're like a triangle or a fan shaped. Just stick those on the them. back part of the pot and then okay. let them grow up the one side. And then you can even plant something else in front of them. 
perfect. That's what I'll do. Thank you both all right. for all your help. All right. Thanks, okay. ladies. Thanks, yeah. Diane. Okay. okay. Thank you, Merle. Bye. All right. Thanks, take care. Diana. All right. Bye-bye. And Bye. I'm going to take a break. We'll let them go. Um, I got to take a quick break for the for the news. You're listening to uh, Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. It's sunny and minus one in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 1030. I'm Megan Cobb. A man is in hospital in critical condition following an early morning head-on collision on 14th Street. Another person was also in- injured and has been taken into custody for allegedly driving under the influence. Research by University of Calgary engineering students could prove to be a positive development for Indigenous and remote communities in in Canada's north. The students have figured out how to convert all-terrain vehicles to run on solar power instead of fossil fuel. And new documents reveal the breach of an internal computer network at Rideau Hall was described to senior government officials as a sophisticated cyber incident. Internal government emails say officials were unable to confirm the full extent of the information that was accessed. A mix of sun and cloud with a chance of afternoon flurries today, reaching a high of 7 degrees. Cloudy and minus 8 overnight and mainly sunny tomorrow with a high of 10. It's minus 1. Breaking news when it happens. Our next update at 11. I'm Megan Cobb. Good morning. Welcome back to Let's Start Gardening. And we would like to give away a $100 gift card to 1-800-GOT-JUNK. So if you'd like to be the winner of that, you can give me a call. Second caller will win the 1-800-GOT-JUNK gift card for $100. Um, Call in to 403-974-8255 and Renee will take your name and number. And we'll get you that uh, that gift card. But right now I'm going to go to the phone line. I'm going to go to Colin. Good morning, Colin. Hey, how are you doing today? Happy Easter. Happy Easter to you as well. How can I help you? I uh, just got a quick comment and then a question. Uh, you mentioned sea soil. I had the privilege of being a truck driver going up to Port Hardy and bringing that stuff back here. Uh, oh, okay. Albertans love it. And a uh, cool little family outfit they had set up. And I guess it started with the girls' high school science project and turned into a pretty thriving business she created out of it um yeah absolutely and it's a great family business and i've seen it grow quite large over the last few years like they've been going i think it's almost probably 20 years now and uh it just it'd be it's the problem we're running into is just um the trucking right obviously you're a trucker so you understand the the cost and especially coming from the island right it's always a little bit harder yeah so um, but that's uh, we're all dealing with it with everything, so it, yeah. it's part of the yeah, it's a cool part of, little part of life. Uh, cool, a bunch of group of people working there, and uh, yeah, they send it out by the tens of thousands of bags out of this little tiny nondescript building. It's kind of funny. So um, yeah, no, my question they do, is, uh, and it, but it works great. So it's a great product to add to your soil. So yeah, um, my question: I have a perennial garden. We've had it for about ten years, and I'm pretty happy with it. Um, all I really do is about probably this weekend, I take my tiger torch and I burn up all the old stuff and okay. then just kind of rake in some fertilizer and then I get it nice and wet. I also have a soaker hose that's kind of built into the mulch okay, so that perfect. I run it from rain barrels. So I really don't have to turn the garden hose on ever. Awesome. And uh, I'm just wondering, is there something else I can do? Like I'm pretty happy with the, like I get about 11 different colors a year coming out of that that you know they flower at different times but is burning up 
the old stuff. Is that a bad idea or is that actually no, a good idea? No, it does. It kind of creates that. You know, like when if you see a grass fire, and not that I want to recommend anybody goes out and does this to their backyard, but you know when you see the grass fire burn up, it's the yeah. first one to go green right away. Okay. It kind of burns yeah. it all off. and So I think you're, you're probably along the same lines of that. So okay. um, I think it'll be fine. The only thing is you might want to just add – Either like a, if you want to maybe do a liquid application once in a while, like a 15, 30, 15, or even okay. just adding our lawn fertilizer in there, it has yeah. along the same numbers at 16, 32, 6. Okay. It's great for flowering perennial beds. You just mix yeah, it into the soil. Yeah, I put some on there. I'm not even sure what it is. It's just kind of the bag that's in the shed. Kind of yeah, just watch there, yeah, since it's not too much nitrogen. Yeah, try and get some of the little higher middle number because yeah. um, it just – it'll add – other like you're getting other elements from your compost and stuff but if you want to just uh get a bit more of really what it needs is that like if you do with the water soluble like the use the 15 30 15 and okay. you can just fill after you've done your watering fill up a big water can or a pail with your fertilizer yeah. and go around and give each one a good shot um if you want to okay. do that once or twice a year you'll you'll see a bit of difference it's yeah, going to get some of those trace yeah you'll see those trace elements that it really needs so nice yeah Alrighty. i absolutely love it it came with the house and we got it and over the years i've added a few more different plants to it but i kind of like how it just comes back every year it's beautiful yeah perennials are great and uh like when I first started in the in the garden center business a long time ago, we'd plant them all up, and it was such a small category. Like we, there was probably fifty perennials that we would sell, but now we have a whole like a whole house full of them. Um, it's awesome because okay. there's so many nice varieties and shade. Like when you get into your shade gardens, that's really where the perennials stand out. You can use your hostas mm -hmm. and ligularias a lot of the ferns and you can nice. just create this gorgeous garden in the shade where if you're trying to grow them with annuals you can get a bit or shrubs they just don't do that well but with yeah. perennials you can just get a shade garden to look like that just awesome little oasis so and love maybe perennials in a truck driver that's part of why i like perennials because it's not really a lot like other than getting it ready at the start of the year um it kind of just grows on its own i don't really have to do a lot absolutely so, no when you get and home it looks and very you... wild like my mom always says, you gotta pull the weeds i'm like well it's grown for 10 years and everything's good so yeah no and uh, like you say you get home from a trip you want to just come home relax do a little bit of gardening and, and you yeah. have flowers waiting for you when you get home so it's perfect there you go awesome hey have all a right day. you too bye -bye. thanks bye-bye all right and where are we at for time and I'm going to do a couple texts and all right. And if you'd like to join me on the phone lines, phone lines are wide open. 403-974-8255. Who was the winner of that, Renee? Margaret. Actually, I'm going to say congratulations to Margaret. She is the winner of the $100 gift card to 1-800-GOT-JUNK. And if you want to check them out, you can go to 1-800-GOT-JUNK.com. And uh, and they'll be able to help you clean up, do that spring cleanup or anything else you're looking to to get rid of the out of the house. And I had one quick text from Ralph, and he was asking about whether to put grass clippings between the rows in his vegetative vegetative garden. Some things on like vegetable garden. I would say between the rows, I would walk on more. I would just put like a like a regular bark mulch. And an aged one, the ones that you get at the garden center, they've already gone through the aging process. When you use grass clippings or any kind of new organic matter, it, it takes a lot of the 
nitrogen and that out of the soil. So it kind of steals from it. And uh, and I just find the grass, and you're also going to create an area that I think the mice and different things will just really love that in the wintertime. So I would stick to something a little bit nicer to walk on. It's going to create that good barrier for weeds and things like that. And it kind of weaves itself together to create uh, that barrier in between uh, in between your rows. And then you can just keep amending your, your rows with the proper nutrients like sea soil and whatever else you, you got going into the garden. And one more text here before the break. When is the best time to prune lilacs? And that question I get quite a bit. Best time to prune lilacs, if you know that there's dead on there, remove that now. Other than that, right after they're done blooming, or even use the blooming as part of the pruning. So when they when they bloom, cut some of those off, bring them into the house, enjoy them, and then that's going to help do the, pr- the pruning at that same time. And uh, unless you're doing the, doing the rejuvenation like we talked earlier, and right now would be a great time to do that before they send up any growth and waste any of that energy. Um, if you want to do that rejuvenation, cut them right back to the ground right now, four to six inches, and uh, it'll take off like crazy for you into summer here. But right now, I'm going to take a break. If you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. And if you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. And just to recap a couple things, we are having a little Easter egg hunt down at Spruce It Up today. Um, you'll find different discounts in the eggs spread out or all over the store. So get one of those eggs if you're looking to buy a plant or something, then you'll get a little discount um, at the tills. And I got, I received a text here. Good morning. I'm going to try to fix this backyard. What is the best way? And just looking at this yard, it looks like it's been well used. Lots of big roots coming up. Um spruce trees there's kind of a deck that looks a little bit older what i would really recommend is is call a landscape um company or just try to get your plan first before you start digging in um and and doing something trying to see like does the deck need replace or what do you want to add what do you want it to look like at the end of the day um so what i would do is even like if you called conrad at spruce it up he would come out to your house he would have a he'd do up a design for you, come up with your ideas, kind of see what you want to achieve um, at the end of the day. <laughs> but this one is like it, it's a it's one where the grass has been wore right down. You got lots of spruce roots coming up. So the biggest thing I would do is really just come up with a plan before you just start in on something, and because uh, then that way we can um, assist you whether you want to do it yourself or hire someone to do it. Um, we'd be able to help steer you on that. So I apologize. I I can't just answer it as, uh, as what I would do, but that's what I would do is really work on getting a plan and then go from there and, and see what happens and, uh, and go from there. And a couple more texts I got. Happy Easter. I bought what appears to be tulip bedding notes. Can I transplant these outside in the dirt? Uh, they meant for indoors. So, Laura, Lori, actually what they are is, they're, they're bulbs that have been forced. And what they are is so 
if people forgot to grow or put them out in the fall, they're going to bloom inside for you. So they've gone through their fertilization and they're meant to just enjoy planting. So what I would do is put them into a pot inside, enjoy them, keep them into a cool, bright spot, and then they should produce blooms for you. But then when they're totally done, absolutely, you can plant those outside into the garden and uh, and let them just die back into there and you should be good to go from that point from that point on hopefully that helps you out and they won't go to waste at all um one more quick text also hi merle i'm planning on planting a wood wind shelter for my fire pit i live in langdon my backyard gets full so i'm wondering what type of shrubs you would recommend that will grow quickly one of the madison one of the best things um to grow out there would be even the nine barks they make a great hedge and they just grow quite quickly, um, they, and they like being pruned. So if you want to keep them on that, if you want to shape them a bit, they love that. So Diablo Nine Bark would be a, a great hedge to use. And then also asking about the dog spot fertilizer. Um, she picked up at Spruce It Up yesterday. When do you think the best time is to broadcast that? Um, you could put that on any time. Like I'd, today, if there's no um, no snow where, you're, where you are, um, you can apply that right now in those spots where your dog has gone and uh, and go from there. But right now I'm going to go to the phone lines, and I believe I have Ellie on the line. Good morning, Ellie. Hi, happy Easter. Good morning. How are you today? I'm doing great. Happy Easter to you as well. How can I help you? I uh, I got aphids in my uh, my plants. I got some. Uh, I transplanted some uh, orchids, and I got uh, some bark, and it had aphids. And okay. uh, I assume that's where it came from. I never brought any plants in from outside. I got some neem oil. Can you tell me how you mix that? Well, depends if it, if it is it really quite hard. Like, is it a little bit? Sometimes the neem oil needs to get warmed up a little bit um, to be able to mix it with water. So you kind of have to do that where you have it in a little container, like a glass container, and then stick it in some warm water, and then that'll help liquefy it. Is that the problem you're having? Is it a little bit solid? Well, it's little... liquid neem oil. Okay, if it's already liquid, then there should be directions. I don't know what concentrate you have, and, uh, and to mix it with. It's hundred percent pure. Yeah. It's pure and diluted, cold, pressed, hundred percent natural. Yeah, um, but there should be. Is it for plants or is it for your skin? Is there any directions it on it? Say anything about plants in the under the bottle? Yeah, so I like I said, and when it said cold press diluted, so I don't know what concentrate it's going to be at because a lot of times if you're buying it at a health food store or something like that, it's meant for um, either skin or different things like that. Um, so I'm not sure what I would just recommend get um, some pure spray green or the knockdown aerosol spray and deal with your aphids that way. Um, or like I said, I, I just don't know what to, how to recommend because I don't know what concentrate you got. Sorry. It's 100% pure, is this? Yeah, no, pure is fine, but it says diluted. So it, it's diluted into water, and I don't know what ratio. So I, I just don't know. All right, thanks, Ellie. Take care. Thank Have you a good very day. much. Bye-bye. Have a nice Bye -bye. day. You too. Bye-bye. And I got another question. I had a texter call in asking about some spruce trees that were dying from the top 
And I said, you got weevil or it could be weevil. So weevil is a little bug that gets into the, it crawls up the tree at this time of year, early spring, and it eats the spruce trees from the inside out. And so if you see the top part of your tree die, it curls over. And that means the weevil has gotten in there and it eats the tree from the inside out. So what you have to do is you have to get up to the top and cut the tree back as far as you can go until you stop seeing the little holes in the in the in the trunk. And so you cut the top off, you go down about a foot, maybe two feet, three feet, depends how far it's died back until you stop seeing the little holes where these little maggots have um, grilled into the into the trunk of the tree from the top going down and it, it could kill the tree. It goes all the way through. So he's just asking, how do I, how do you do that? You just, it's just getting up to the top, prune it out. I'll be honest, your, your trees really need a really good pruning. There's lots of deadwood in them. So to get them healthy, they need to get some work to them. So I would uh, either look at yourself or hiring a, a proper ISA certified arborist to come out and have a look at those for you. Cause um, to save them, I think they just they definitely need some help. And I need to take a break. Speaking of help, I gotta take a to break for a couple of commercials. If you want to join me after that for the last segment, we've got 10 minutes left. Um, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Roll Coombs, and I'm going to go to the phone line, and I have Doug on the line. Good morning, Doug. Yes, good morning, Merle. Hi, how can I help you? Good. I've called in several times, and I plan to come out and uh, to your garden center again today. Oh, nice. Uh, what it is, Merle, is uh, I, I really like your excellent uh, uh, lawn fertilizer, which you can't get anywhere else. And every year I buy this lawn fertilizer. The only problem last year, uh, Merle, was when I bought my three bags home and I put them in my basement where it's dry, uh, one of the bags was very hard and I had a heck of a job breaking it up so that it would go through my broadcast spreader. So I wondered if uh, you store your lawn fertilizer outside or is it inside because... It is. It's stored outside, and we we do cover it. The odd time there there was sometimes the odd bag does get wet through it, oh. but typically we we keep them all covered up and outside. It, when they come from our warehouse, they, they they we bring them in 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 so many pallets at a time. Yeah. Um, but they are covered, and so the most part we don't ever have that problem. Mm-hmm. But the odd time we do have that, and I know last year we had a couple. It was just because it was so wet coming from the coast. Um, yeah, I really and, had trouble breaking it up so it would go through my And if my you ever spreader. get that or if somebody has issues like that, just bring it back and we'll, just, we'll replace the bags, no problem. So um, I, can't, uh, I can't tell just by picking it up whether it's uh, okay yeah, inside? You, you can when you squeeze it. Uh, you'll, you'll tell it it's, it'll be hard. Or I guess, yeah, something if it's wet, it'll be a little heavier. Oh. So... But I'm pretty sure we shouldn't have that issue. Um, we had a little bit of an issue last year with a few bags. Yeah. Um, but 90, like I said, 99% were, were pretty good. But if you do run into that problem, just bring it back and no issues. And if you're coming down there today, just 
tell Brad you're talking to me. Okay. And uh, and he'll get you a bag for free. We'll replace okay. that one. Uh, also, uh, Merle, uh, I'm going to. I've got 90 tomato plants under my grow lights, and I'm going to oh, need nice. some potting soil before they go into the greenhouse. I wondered if the potting soil would be a similar problem, kind of frozen up. Not. Yeah, well, no, we we do have – it is frozen, but it thaws really quite quickly. We do have lots of bags inside as well that are oh, thawed out already. Okay. Yep. Yep. Well, I'll go for so, that then. Yeah, we have both, so you should be good to go. So only the potting soil is inside, whereas the uh, lawn fertilizer is all outside? Well, and we, we do bring it – yeah, it's all outside. We just have so much – like we sell so much of it. Um, yeah. Like I bring it in like 50 pallets at a time. Okay, so, I'll talk to Brad then because it's a yeah, long way. I'm up in Northwest, right and I really like the lawn fertilizer. But if it's Isn't hard that to break new... up, it's really a problem for me. Yeah, and that one for sure. But normally that isn't an issue. So just that new ring road's quite nice, though, isn't it? Coming from the northwest. Oh yeah, it's not you... a problem getting there. But uh... yeah, I'll let Brad know that you're coming out right now. Okay, I'll I'll be out this afternoon. You're open all day today and tomorrow. Yeah, we're open till six. Okay, Merle, I'll, I'll, I'll talk so to Brad then, and I'll say I was talking to you. Yeah, I'll send him a note right now. Oh, would you? Thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm going to send him a text right now. Okay, we'll be out then, and thank you very much. Yeah, take care. Thank you. Bye, Bye for now. All right, and where am I at for time? I probably have enough for Ivan. Good morning, Ivan. Good morning, Merle. Uh, I appreciate your knowledge. So I have uh, a home that's 102 years old. It was the farmer's oh, awesome. home. And... Uh, there's this ancient old uh, spruce tree out front, and it's got some dieback. I cleaned okay. out all the dead stuff. Like, I cleaned it right out year, a couple of years ago. Anyway, it's got some dieback going on, and I'm thinking, okay, is it is it time to water it? Like, uh, is the ground still Absolutely. Yeah, I would definitely um, look at – and is there bark mulch underneath, like, underneath the drip line? No, not really. Okay. What I would really do – you get these old trees like that. If you go to the all the way out to the drip line, even if you go a foot or two past it, and just cut out a little bit of a ring, and just put like four to six inches of bark mulch underneath that spruce tree, and then and then just water it really well, it just helps those big trees when they're out there standing all by themselves, just to get that moisture they need and helps hold it in. The seasons have been really dry on those big old spruce, so it, it's been tough on them. And that you will get some of that drying out. So, so dieback like that is probably just being too dry. Yeah, is it mainly on the inside, or is it out on the tips as well? Out on the tips. Okay. Yeah, it should be. You or hopefully you don't have any of the spruce budworm or something like that. If you have any samples or something, you can. I don't know how far you are away from a garden center, or if you want to send in a couple pictures into our store. You can just do that on our website, info at S-I-U-G-C. Um, we can definitely help you out, try and help you out that way. Just curious, what does it cost for your arborist uh, expert to come out? and just for, he, he's, for free estimates. He does estimates for free. Yikes. Yep. Above and beyond the call. I'm compressed. There you I go. Mean, impressed. So uh, I just want to Yeah, give Mark a shout. If you go online there, you can. we have a little questionnaire. You can just sign on, put your name and address, and Mark will get in touch with you right away. Excellent. You're hired. Awesome. Awesome. Thank <laughs> you so much, Ivan. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Awesome. So 
And anyways, thank you so much for everybody um, for listening in today on Easter. And happy Easter to everybody. Enjoy the day. Enjoy the sunshine. And until next week, we'll get our garden on right here on 770 CHQR.